Today's episode is brought to you by Pura. Pura is the world's number one fragrance diffuser. The Pura Smart Home Fragrance Diffuser allows you to customize your scent experience with premium designer-grade fragrances from the convenience of your smartphone. The Pura app lets you set custom schedules for your device from anywhere. You can alternate between scents, you could adjust the intensity, and you could set it to away when you're out of town, and you can also choose between different colors for your cool LED light that's on top of the Pura, which is quite the hot ticket in my house because my kids love to fight over what color the the light will be. I don't know if that's a good selling point that your kids will fight over it. Just don't tell them that they could choose. Just set it yourself and have fun with it. It's, this is your fun thing. Anyway, we have the Pura in our home and we love it. As you know, we have two kids in diapers, hopefully not for long, but you know, as of right now, two kids in diapers and the Pura keeps our house smelling good and it totally helps combat all of the other scents we have going on, you know, in the aren't house because it could be a smelly place without the Pura. They have a ton of scents to choose from. We chose to pretend like we are fancy and that our house is like a high-end trendy boutique and we chose the Capri Blue Volcano scent from, you know, the infamous volcano candle. And it smells just like the real thing. It really does. It smells so good and the smell is like so potent but not like overpowering and gross like, you know, diffuser scents can typically be. It smells so good. And we're also excited to try out some of their other scents. They have a rotating lineup throughout the year of seasonal scents and new scents that are featured on their site. Right now, they have a best-selling Hawaii-scented candle from the Homesick candle line that we're going to check out next. I put it on my subscription for next month. I will report back. I can't wait to smell it. Anyway, you should get a Pura. You'd love it. You would love it. It would make a perfect gift if you already have it. And your house is going to smell so good. And also, we have a code. Because of course we have a code. You could use our code WANNACHAT for 15% off of your purchase at Pura.com. Again, that's code WANNACHAT for 15% off of your purchase. Your house is going to smell so good. You're going to be so happy. You're going to feel so fancy. And again, you're going to have like a cool LED light situation going on in your house. And maybe your kids will not act like animals about it like mine do. Anyway, now on with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the I Just Want to Chat podcast. I'm Mary, and I'm so excited because today we have Stephanie Morris with us. She is a comedian from Arizona. She is so funny, and I'm so excited to have her on the show today. She is a gem, and this is a treat. And together we talked about Kanye West. We talked about Arizona tap water, you know, all pressing, very exciting topics. And then later on in the show, we accidentally like got cut off on our Zoom. So then I was like left to go over the Oscar nomination solo, which was very sad that I didn't have Stephanie with me. But somehow we persevered and we went over all the Oscar nominations. So stay tuned. It should be a good one. Also, guys, real quick, it's just me. Um, this is just a quick apology. So I thought I was like doing something really cool tonight and I like grabbed my daughter's headphones because she has like the over the ear ones and I was like oh I'll just use these instead of doing my earbuds or whatever like normal and I didn't realize that her headphones have a microphone on them and so then like my computer didn't take from my podcast microphone it took from my daughter's headphones microphone anyway the quality is still okay, but not what we normally like to do here on the podcast. So I just want to quickly apologize in advance for that. And um, other than that, you know, stay tuned. Hopefully the sound will be overshadowed by uh, Stephanie and her good, witty jokes. Okay, bye. 
Hello. Hi, everybody. Okay. We are here today with Stephanie Morris Comedy. She's back. I always say like your full Instagram name. Yes. Comedy is not your last name. No. Stephanie Morris. (laughs) Yeah. Just Stephanie. Just Stephanie Morris. Well, you're like, you know how those, there's some people who are like first name, last name people. Yeah. Like I would never refer to like Neil Patrick Harris as anything other than like Neil Patrick Harris. Like it has never Neil Harris. It would have to be like the full thing. Yeah. That was probably a bad example, but I feel like some people are Instagram handle people. Oh, okay. And just in my brain, in my noggin, probably because I met you on Instagram, Stephanie Morris comedy. That's, that's it. But now you all know where to find her on Instagram. (laughs) Stephanie Morris is back. The comedian extraordinaire. Do you like comedian or comedian? Like uh, I like comedian. Comedian, yeah, just neutral. Just neutral. You yes. you got what the boys got. There's no need. Yeah. To, there's yeah. no need to make a difference like that. No. Well, we have a comedian here. She does comedy, so do this comedy. is gonna be this is gonna be really fun because I just want to chat podcast will be funny for once. How exciting! <laughs> anyway, Stephanie is here. A lot of pressure for me. You should feel the pressure. Um, the show is relying on you today and our myriad of topics. So we will just um, roll into them. But before I begin, Stephanie has a couple shows coming up. And I want anybody that has the opportunity to see her to see her. Mainly all this in Arizona, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. Yes, it's all in Arizona. I'll be at um, the Stir Crazy Comedy Club in Glendale. Um, I will be there on Friday and Saturday for their 7 and 9.30 shows. And then I'm actually going to be there on Valentine's Day for their Valentine's Day show. And then next month, I'll actually be in Sedona. So exciting. Yeah. yeah. And so if you, I'll, I'm actually going to be in the Sedona newspaper. I don't want to brag. Please stop. I don't. Oh my goodness. Oh, I'm actually going to be in this um, Sedona newspaper. Um, but if you follow me on Instagram, I will have like all the details there, but yeah, I'll be in Sedona next month. So that's another, that's like a little, obviously further than where I'm located and it's a little bit of a travel. What's your Instagram name? I'm just kidding. I know that we said it like 40 <laughs> times <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. That's so exciting. I hope that you come to Vegas soon. If not, then I may have to actually go to Arizona, which would be a bummer because the temperature is starting to get hotter. It's getting, it's, it's actually perfect right now. It's perfect. I feel like Arizona is always like five degrees hotter than Vegas, right? Yeah. It's only going to get hotter, but it's, it's pretty perfect right now. I'm hoping to get to Vegas soon. A booker who um, really likes me does a lot of work in Vegas. And so I'm hoping he's going to take me to Vegas with him soon, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Real quick comment about Arizona. Yes. Okay. Watch what I, you say. What did you say? I'm about wondering other heat aside. Okay. This might be a tangent that goes nowhere. What do you think is the number one complaint that you get from people who are out of town that come to visit you specifically if they go and visit like a restaurant or something? Oh, I was going to, well, I would say the number one complaint is that it's ugly. Okay. And- no, that's not what I was thinking. I will fight everybody to the death who tries to say Arizona is ugly. Um, they just don't have any taste. I don't know how else to, I don't know what else to say. Um, but 
I, th- I, I think I've heard that our water's gross. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, yes. ding, ding. There uh, it is. It I is. Heard- We're a desert. What do you want from I, us? I live in a desert. I grew up in a desert. I grew up in Palm Springs. I'm, I'm here in Vegas. The tap water isn't great here, but truly, I think, I think if I hadn't had water for one day, sometimes I categorize foods like this. Like there's like foods like pickles. I never want to eat a pickle ever. It's it's oh, truly a disgusting food. If it like touches anything on my plate, I can't eat it. I think I would have to have not been able to eat food for like two days before I would think about eating a pickle. Arizona tap water, probably one day. Unless I was like out I, in the heat. Listen, I, 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 I literally can't. I don't want to say I can't taste the difference because I have been to other states where I've drinking out of a water fountain and been like, what, what is this out of it? Like, how is there, you know, smart water in this <laughs> drinking fountain right now? <laughs> like, why is it so icy cold? It's and like, like, a, like Pawnee and Eagleton. Um, yeah. There's not like, you don't have like sand in your teeth after <laughs> you drink it. But I don't, I, my husband's from Colorado and he has his opinions about the water, but I yeah, no, I know. I knew that's where you're going with that. Especially when you're like, like, say they go to a restaurant. What do they, <laughs> they hate water. Okay. There. I said it. I was there for a girl's trip last year and we were at a restaurant for brunch and, oh no, never mind. That was like diet Coke. For some reason I thought it was the tap water. Now that I've begun the story, she, my friend ordered a diet Coke and then like took a sip of it and was like, why does this taste like grapes? <laughs> just like passed it around and it truly did it, it was like grape flavored diet coke and i think that the tap water how it mixes with the carbonation mixes with the su- sugar syrup or whatever it's all bad news don't come after my sweet arizona okay i'm sure it's a fine place i'm sure you have it's- a lot of fun there i love arizona I, i'm i'm happy that you have it and i'm I also from it. an ugly desert so i get it i get it anyway <laughs> We have, big, we have bigger fish to fry. A, I'm wearing visit the Southwest. Look at that. I love it here. I love it. I'm glad that you love it. Sometimes. Would I, anywhere else in a heartbeat? 100%. <laughs> I still love it. You're here sitting in a shirt that says, I love the Southwest. And you're saying, would I move anywhere else in a heartbeat? 100%. I, I get the hell out of here if I got the chance. You, for sure. For sure. That reminds me of the, um, do you ever follow the bachelor franchise? I used to, I, I, I Were feel you... like I aged out of it at age 30. I feel like everybody aged by 30. Everyone starts aging out of it. Same. It used to be a very big thing for me. I mean, this used to be a bachelor podcast. So obviously, but when Rachel Lindsay was the lead and then like the year after she was the lead, she had like a girl squad. Right. And then. Mm-hmm the girl squad started dropping like flies and it turned out that like Rachel Lindsay was probably the problem because she was constantly having problems with all these girls. And then she tweeted something twice where she said, these bachelor friendships are fickle and fleeting. And now like whenever anybody like quickly changes their alliances to anything, I just go, Stephanie's Southwest allegiances are fickle and fleeting. She will leave the Southwest in a heartbeat. Anyway, let's talk about Kanye West. Uh, Is that who we should start with? I mean, why not? Why not? We're already talking about the, let's talk about Kanye West. Uh, Well, team, let me preface by saying 
con it's uh, Kanye topics are always a hard topic because we know that there's a lot of mental health stuff in play. And it's mental health stuff versus the Kardashian powerhouse. You know, it's it it could be viewed as like a David and Goliath situation, except for billionaire against billionaire. You know, so like that's not like an accurate comparison because he probably has more resources than the average person that battles mental illness, you know, and then also accountability is a thing. But over the weekend all hell broke loose. Kanye decided that it was time to publicly take issue with the fact that Northwest is on TikTok. Which, let me just say... By by putting her on another platform. Yeah. Which, I... Go on. Should kids be on TikTok? No. No, no. Should should any of us? No. I'm I'm under the impression that there is a kid's TikTok, though. When is that so when Kanye posted like the terms and conditions, it said like if you're under 13, then you have to go on the kids' TikTok. I've never heard of a kids' talk before that. I have kids TikTok I have before that moment. I have a friend who has told me multiple times that her daughter, who is in first grade with my child, has a kids' TikTok. And I've always been like, I don't think that's real. But then this whole thing happened. And people were talking about the kids' TikTok again. And I was like, okay, so then maybe it's real, but also still a big yikes for me. I can't imagine anything big goes on on there. I mean, I hope not. Because nothing on there could probably be monetized. Because like on YouTube Kids, you can't monetize anything. Yeah. Um. So probably like nothing big is happening on TikTok. Because if you're in like the creator fund on the real TikTok, then you get pay-per-view, you know? But anyway... Kanye opened up this can of worms by saying, since this is my first divorce, I need to know what I should do about my daughter being put on TikTok against my will. And then added a screen grab to uh, to Northwest's TikTok. And it's like North and her mom. And the comments are off. Yes. I and- think he's is in the video then he is mad about North. Yeah. I, I think... I- Kim. It's always about controlling Kim. Yeah. The moving across the street of it all is uh well and yeah, it's every everything the man has done has always been about controlling Kim. And now he can't control Kim anymore because they're getting divorced. And he's learning that because this is his first divorce, he's learning that you lose control. And I've said this before, like on my own Instagram, about like say what you will about like the whole Pete Davison relationship I can't imagine what it's like for her to go from being as controlled as she was with Kanye West to just being with chilled out Pete Davidson Mm -hmm. like good for her like I'm so happy for her that she's getting to be like oh I can wear literally whatever I want to wear today and you're not going to shame me for it like Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean and it's so hard to watch this whole Julia Fox thing go down do you know anything about julia fox i've seen a few things about her her background is insane so like in high school she like worked as a dominate domin how do you say that word dominatrix yeah she was like a sex slave person with like her other friend sex slave she had sex slaves yes yeah that's what i meant she she was not all, all very all very like all things that you don't want to be doing in high school surely 
no but like also like not sex slaves like people being held against their will like they signed up for it like it's yes. dominated willing is, is it belittling to say 50 shades of gray type stuff but anyway she yeah. was doing that like in high school to like businessmen and then she like her and her friend like shut down this prostitution ring they she has had like art exhibits where she like paints things in her own blood and she like she's been like a super super like internet tea person like just watching her history and like her um her personality and like her strong will through the years yeah. is so bizarre to now watch her with Kanye. And of course, is she getting so much from this Kanye relationship? Of course she is. But yet I feel like, although he may try to control her, I f- and not to put down Kim in any way, but mm-hmm. I feel like Julia Fox has the tools and the life experience necessary to like, to best Kanye West. I saw it was like a TikTok or something about how like what's happening is that these two people who married like who are who are insufferable themselves and then both married another terrible human being are now having to deal with the fact that they both they're both terrible people and they both married a terrible person. Yes. And now like this is the fallout of that. I, I just feel like he finally like met his met his match. I think where, he like, met his for sure. For sure he met his match. Like I think she could like convince this is making her sound conniving. Uh, is she a great girl? I'm, I'm I'm sure she is. I'm sure she's great, whatever. Yeah. Feminism, yay. But I I just I feel like she can beat him at his own game somehow. Like knowing everything we know about julia fox and just how she's just like this universally like one of the hottest women on earth and like and that's like one of those things never mind i feel like i'm really bad-mouthing the woman and i don't mean to no i was about I, to say i don't understand the male gaze when people say that well, she's very attractive but. relationship either like it's sh- it, like just last night he went out with a with a kim kardashian lookalike which was beyond weird yeah beyond weird and just and I feel like that was just like a mind F thing that he did. But I feel like with Julia Fox, like the the time that I knew that she was going to best Kanye West was like three days after their relationship started. And she like did a whole thing in, uh, what was it? Variety? Okay, yeah. But what, like, wherever she, like, wrote up, like, that article about how they're dating. And, like, she wrote out, like, their whole night and the story and everything. And, like, this would not have leaked through with any other girl. Get Chantelle Jeffries, the Kim Kardashian lookalike or whatever. She's not allowed to touch a cell phone, I'm sure, after being with Kanye. Like, I feel like Julia Fox is already being given liberties. Yeah. That show that, like, he's met his match. But anyway, Kim did not take kindly to the... um the initial Kanye rant about North. This is what she posted. Kanye's constant attacks on me in interviews and on social media is actually more hurtful than any TikToks North might create. As a parent who is the main provider and caregiver for our children, I am doing my best to protect our daughter while also allows, allowing her to express her creativity in the medium that she wishes with adult supervision because it brings her happiness. Divorce is difficult on our children and Kanye's obsession with trying to control and manipulate our situation so negatively negatively 
and publicly is only causing her further is only causing further pain for all from the beginning i've wanted to i've wanted nothing but a healthy and supportive co-parenting relationship because that is what's best for our children and it saddens me that kanye continues to make it impossible every step of the way i wish i I wish to handle all matters regarding our children, children privately, and hopefully he can finally respond to the third attorney he has had in the last year to resolve any issues amicably. Boom roasted with that third attorney. So hard. Yes. With um, calling herself the main provider, Mm -hmm. which he immediately freaked out about. He immediately about that. Which I believe it. The woman makes bajillions of dollars. Well, and when I said men, when I read main provider, I didn't even take it as financially. I meant like, this is the one who's coordinating school, coordinating nannies, coordinating their life. I'm sure Kanye has custody. I'm sure he sees the kids, whatever. But like someone's running game and it's Kim. Yeah. And like, remember, remember, as if this didn't happen like three weeks ago, the chicago birthday party that kind of started this whole thing oh my gosh with him being so mad i was kind of like it's pretty normal after you get divorced it's a bummer and of course in an ideal perfect world everything is fine and mom and dad can see each other and everything's great and there's one christmas and one birthday party and stuff but divorce more often than not means there's separate birthday parties yeah like you have your family, your family well, splits it, up, and then those two parties go find their new families. Yeah, the whole thing was very telling to how much Kanye thinks he has access to Kim at all times. Like, he thought that was his right to know where they were having her birthday party at that very minute. She didn't have any, she didn't have any obligation to respond to him. Yeah. Because he had his own party for her the next day already planned. Yeah. And like, and if it was her day, then it's her day. That's it's how her day. This whole thing works. He doesn't like, and it's bizarre to me that people are like, she's keeping it from him. No, she's just following the rules. Yeah. And he's pissed that there's rules that now he has to follow and they're not his because it's always been Kim following his rules. And now the court has decided the rules and he's taken it out on Kim because he can no longer control her. And at the end of the day, what's going to end up happening is these kids are going to grow up and at some point be able to look back on all this and make a judgment of themselves of what happened. And I don't mm-hmm. think, I don't think he'd be proud of how he behaved. I hope he wouldn't be. Yeah. Immediately, Kanye responds to Kim's thing. What do you mean by main provider? America saw you try to kidnap my daughter on her birthday by not providing the address. That's not what kidnapping is. You put security on me inside the house to play with my son, then accused me of stealing. I had to take a drug test after Chicago's party um, because you accused me of being on drugs. Tracy Romulus stopped manipulating Kim to be this way. Is that her attorney? I'm I'm unsure. Um, I don't know. Kim herself is an attorney, so if he wants to do a legal battle, first of all, she's not an attorney. I'm sure there's an insane amount of security around that house as is. And I don't know anything about her accusing him of stealing anything or what he didn't he say he took a book or something? I I don't know what. I feel like their divorce was final as of like a month ago. So stealing maybe he thought he was like grabbing his like, like I don't know. But like I feel like there's bigger fish to fry. Yeah. 
and like the drug test thing, he should be drug tested. If he's acting like this, if he's if like he's, showing up to a kid's birthday party and being if insane, insane for sure. If if he's hanging out with a Julia Fox all the time, um, but the part of the other thing about a lot of his allegations is there's nothing to back them up. Mm-hmm. You can't just throw out these allegations without any. Like when when Kim wrote her thing about him, about how controlling and obsessive he is, there's so much documentation of that is how he is. Mm-hmm. And then they accused me, uh, they had security on me. They accused me of stealing and took a drug test. There's, okay, well, show us those things. Yeah. If you're going to bring those up and use them as a weapon against somebody, you you have to have something to back it up if I'm going to, you know, want to take interest in that. 100%. I just, this is where the, how much rope do we give him? Like how much like leeway do we give him as being somebody that like battles mental illness, but also accountability is a thing. And also he needs to have people around him that talk him down or prevent him from making all this stuff public or does it have his best interests at heart? Who's around him that has his best interests at heart? Of course, like he's his own person, but there's got to be somebody that around to pull the plug. And then he starts shouting out Candace Owens, which I can't. Oh gosh. I can't. I can't. Yeah. Please don't make me. Do- it's too late. I can't. I will say the only time, <sighs> the absolute only time I was team Kanye this entire weekend and probably this entire year was when he shared this text from Kim's cousin. About and it the- was- It was the cringiest thing I've ever read in my life. (laughs) This is what it said. Hi, how are you? Hope all is well with you and the kids. I saw your post on Instagram about TikTok and your daughter. I'm happy to share what I know about that since I'm a single mom and want to keep my kids off the internet. Call me or let me know if you want some information. Hope to see you soon. He says, I don't feel like talking about it anymore. And then it cuts out and says, dragged into a dark world. Now my kids are getting dragged in. She said, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to upset you. He said, I'm not upset. And then this is the cringiest thing that you will ever see in your entire life. I promise you. She immediately says, is, this, is it safe to buy Yeezys off of StockX? Andrew wants belugas. Um, I hope that's how you say that. We love to see you and the kids soon. And he just says, don't ask me about Yeezys right now. Which, yeah, read the room. Yes, he sucks. But if he's going through some kind of psychosis... Yeah, he's posting and he's endorsing Candace Owens publicly and he's doing all this stuff. Now might not be the time. And also, Kim herself owns a million dollars of Yeezy stock. Divorce or no divorce, she's still a big like part. I I mean, I don't know how much a million dollars is in Yeezy anymore. It's a billion dollar company. She got the million back in like 2018 or something. I don't know what that equals out to. Surely Kim Kardashian has some Yeezys that she could provide to her cousin. Yeah. So does this girl have no shame? That's the only time I've been team Kanye this entire. No, that was year. That was, that was the worst. That was bad. Yeah. And then he starts talking about um, how his dad didn't have access to him or whatever. It's all very sad. But then another oh, yeah. news bad about his mom, which is, is it his mom? Like his, he's, he loves his mom. And that's like the name of his new album. 
yeah it's just oh, it was his and, past album and his coming up album yeah he loves the, he the loves song only the song only one about his mom one of my favorite kanye songs of all time i'm a very big kanye like music fan yeah but kanye the the instagram captioner not not so much kanye no. the, the co-parent not not so much no. um quick side note though Pete Davidson, did you see that video of him where he's talking about Valentine's Day plans and then he refers to Kim as his girlfriend? Also, he was looking very like healthy in the face, but overall, like his look was not like his best look. I think with the shaved head. The shaved head kind of threw me off. He looked really healthy. Did you see he had one of those like prayer candles with Kim on it? No. Was that in the background? Yeah, yeah like you know, like those like Toski prayer candles you yeah. can buy he had one of kim kardashian on it and it made me laugh really hard oh my gosh i saw that um like john mulaney's instagram story of pete meeting baby malcolm and pete's like truth truth his tooth was chipped i was trying to say two words at once his tooth was like chipped off like half of it was like chipped off and then i noticed in that video that his like gap was back so he's going through like a teeth journey and I don't know what it is. And I mean, like, I'm sure Kim's make, I'm sure Kim's fixing up real good. But I was like, okay, there's a lot going on here. A week ago, he had this big chipped tooth. Now his gap is back, but he has no chipped teeth, and his head is shaved. He doesn't have like the cute little blonde thing anymore. A lot's going on physically. He looks healthy. Yeah, it's good. He's uh, he's on yeah. that that Kim love and diet, and we love it. Yeah, he does look good. Have you side note? We want have, we want the best repeating. One hundred percent, all time. Have you watched that um, murder show? Will Arnett no, with uh, Will Arnett? Yeah, I have not yet. I it need is too. It is hilarious. We haven't watched all of them yet. I, well, I'm, I'm worried I'll be disappointed, and I like it took me six months to watch only murders in the building. I haven't even because watched that I don't want to. No, it's amazing. Okay, I love Martin Short and Steve Martin. I have a very like big relationship to them. The Selena Gomez of it all. Does she act like very Selena Gomez-y? I asked that on a previous hey, podcast. Let me before. let me tell you something. My first issue with the show is that I should have been playing Selena Gomez's part. Yes. I, I haven't like, even seen it, but yes. I feel <laughs> I feel like I would have appreciated working with Steve Martin and Martin Short more than she could have ever, ever appreciated that and i don't think she should have had that part because she's not me um but no she did very good i actually um i didn't hate her i did and not that i hate her in things it's she she acts like she's the same type of actress as like hillary duff where it's the same Mm -hmm. voice breathing him and haws for every character all across the board it's the exact same and we love hillary duff we love i wouldn't be who i am today without hillary duff um let the rain fall down on me laguna beach i'm coming shaped me shaped me okay if you can't do the math if you can't figure out the equation song yeah yeah radio disney best song to do your homework to 2004 i literally just looked up her album on ebay for a vinyl and it's like three hundred dollars i was gonna buy it on vinyl i thought it'd it's, be a good it's buy. tax return time 
Use that money wisely. (laughs) But it's so good. It's so, so phenomenal. I saw, I saw Martin Short and Steve Martin, um, their, their two man show Mm -hmm. when they came to Arizona a few years ago, and it was a spiritual experience. And so I just love them so much together. And it's more of them together, less of Selena, more of them. Okay. That's good. I did hear like one comment from my friend that said like, I hate it in shows when like there's a character that like knows something, but is pretending like she doesn't know it when really it's just going to like bite her in the butt. There's a little bit of that for sure. Okay. Here's, and then that's also written, from watching it, it. So it's written by Steve Martin. I don't know if this is like something your audience is into, but I'm, I love Steve Martin. Steve Martin's an absolute genius. He truly is a genius. And the whole thing's written by Steve Martin. And I'll tell you this, there is, I've never seen something like this. There's an entire episode that's completely silent because it's, it's, it's all in the view of a character that's deaf, the whole episode and the entire episode is silent Hmm. and you don't even realize it until like halfway through that the whole episode's silent. It is, it is so good. There may be like background music there may, but like, I remember like watching and be like, I, they haven't, this is a silent episode. It's just genius. It's so good. You have to watch it. I will add it to my list. It has been like recommended a ton. And since, uh, well, that was the other thing that kind of turned me off to it is like typically things that are like by the masses that this is the greatest overwatch is not that way. And this was, this lived up, this held up. How do you feel about the possibility? Because right now the two rumored groups of Oscar co-hosts are oh, yeah. Tom Holland and, and Zendaya. They're like, they're trying to court them, which would be okay. good. Well, well, this will be a natural segue to our next topic. Yes. Or Martin Short, Steve Martin, and Selena Gomez are the other people. I think that they're the front runners to be. Well, Steve Martin and Martin Short have done it before. Yeah. So like, so they have done it before Selena Gomez. I don't think she's ever even been to the Oscars, but it would be to the, I, I would, I would, I would say Steve Martin, Martin Shore. I, I mean, when I tell you I'm in love with those men, I am truly in love with those men. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, but I Selena I is part about... of the package deal. They're not, they're not doing it without Selena. There's no way. There's no way. That's a real thing. It is. They're the front runners. They're the front runners. To well, I just right saw now. something about Tracy Ellis Ross and what's his face? That little, little guy from like Will and Grace that everyone loves on TikTok. I do not I believe so. I love Tracy Ellis Ross. I love Tracy Ellis Ross. Um, Did they maybe announce the... Um... I think Zendaya would be a great host. I think Zendaya would be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they... Maybe Tracy Ellis Ross. Oh, what? Do you see it? Oh, no, that was the nominations show. Oh, those were the nominations this morning. Oh, I was like, well, that's no, embarrassing. No. I'm truly well, embarrassed to well, all my fans I should be embarrassed out there. Because, um... oh, you froze. I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? You froze. Hello. I, you froze She's too. gone. No. Hello. It's just me. As you heard just moments ago, Stephanie and I had like some weird connection issues as we were recording last night. And uh, I like I wasn't able to get her back on Zoom 
had it out for us, which was upsetting because I was having so much fun with her. Isn't she so much fun? She is a gem. It's funny because like I've never met Stephanie in real life. I really have only talked to her twice. I've talked to her the last time I had her on the show and then last night. And then of course, like we DM and stuff every time like an influencer like does something stupid. But we um, we like chatted before we started recording last night for like 30 minutes. And I feel like I could have gone on for hours and hours and hours. But of course, now in hindsight, I'm like, shoot, we should have used that 30 minutes of uh, gossip to uh, record the podcast while the internet still worked. But anyway, I digress. But actually, no, because I'm still going to stay on this topic. Then from that point forward, this podcast episode has just been like a journey in audio production because... I did the second half of the episode by myself and then like I started editing it and then my daughter was going crazy and then I had to do like a different work project for like my other job because I had a deadline and then I had to do that for a little bit and then I went back to go edit and somehow I messed up the audio from the second half of the episode that I did. So this is an episode so nice I had to record it twice and now here we are. Did you sign up to listen to a bunch of um, explanations and excuses? I don't think so, but uh, we're just going to roll with it. Anyway, this will probably be a little short and sweet, but it is time to talk about the Oscar nominations. It's worth talking about. Luckily for everybody, I'm a little um, less uh, wired up than I was last night. Like I'm a little less uh, angry about the nominations. And I mean, there's nothing super bad. There's a couple like personal disappointments and then like of course the absence of gaga we'll talk about it but other than that like nothing too glaring like i don't think that they really got many things like super wrong like i can't think of any nominations other than being the ricardo's stuff where it's like oh what were they thinking um but you know still enough uh disappointment to chat about but anyway let's just quickly talk about the oscar nominations and then i will send you all on our your merry way um but here we go so the nominees for the Oscars were announced yesterday morning, and here they are. Sorry, I just had to stop to yell at my kids. Anyway, here's the nominees for Best Picture. We have Belfast, which is a boring but good movie. I mean, like, it's good. Jamie Dornan, Christian Grey himself, hot. Katrina Belf, Claire from Outlander, hot. Dame Judi Dench, Hot. It's a movie full of hot people and Van Morrison music and it's in black and white, so I I guess. Um, Coda, I have not seen it yet, but I will. Um, it's on Apple TV if anybody else wants to see it. Don't Look Up, which is like their... We're in touch with a, a culture nominee. Um, I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it's ridiculous. That's It's nice that it's in the best picture race. Seems a little... Uh, like, there's a lot of movies that came out this last year where I'm like, what does Don't Look Up have other than Meryl Streep and Leonardo DiCaprio that, like, In the Heights doesn't have, you know? Or, like, there's a couple a couple things that could have been nominated, you know, that weren't. But, uh, anyways, a lot of people think that actually Don't Look Up might take it, like, might be the winner, but who knows? The other favorite for winner is Belfast or Power of the Dog, and it will probably be Power of the Dog. But anyway... Then we have Drive My Car, a foreign film from Japan that I have not yet seen. Um, I heard it's like three hours long. But like I do make an effort to see all of the nominees. So I will I will make an effort. I'm, I'm such a such a brave gal. I'll make an effort. Um, and then we have Dune, a movie that I've seen three times and I couldn't explain the plot to you. Then we have King Richard, 
um, a movie about Serena, Serena Williams, but not really because it's about her dad. I need to see it. I have not seen it yet. And I really don't have an excuse to because it was on HBO Max for a long time. But when somebody to me says like, hey, we're going to make a movie about Serena Williams. I'm like, yes, sweet. The goat. Give me all the Serena Williams content. She's so inspiring. What an inspiration. But like, I don't want to hear a movie about her dad. I'm sure her dad was like a pivotal person in her life, you know, but I, I, I think I'd rather like save my Serena biopic for Serena herself. But that's me not seeing the movie. Who knows? Then we have Licorice Pizza, which I describe as a series of fun little skits. Just a bunch of little sketches that are all like 15, 20 minutes in length. And then they just put them together. And it's fun and Hollywood and romance and the 70s and whatever. Um, I really love it when movies are described as like, this is Paul Thomas Anderson's love letter to the San Fernando Valley and his childhood. Like, great. I guess. Like, I do we need everyone's love letter to their hometown? I mean, PTA is also another goat. So maybe we do need his love letter to the San Fernando Valley. And also uh, Alana Haim. That was a fun, that was a fun little treat. But anyway, licorice pizza is in there. There's no chance it will win. Um, then we have Nightmare Alley, which was the, uh, the surprising one from this, uh, this bunch of winners. Uh, I thought that the spot would either go to Tick, Tick, Boom or go to, what was my other guess? Tick, Tick, Boom or Being the Ricardos. Yes. Um, not even that I thought that either of those movies should be in, but just like prognosticating, looking at the, uh, the lay of the land and the award sphere. Uh, I thought that one of those two would be in the spot, but nope, Nightmare Alley. Um, then we have The Power of the Dog, a movie that was a little boring for me, but uh, I could appreciate it for what it was. And then West Side Story, which was my favorite movie that I saw last year, if we're not counting Bo Burnham's Inside, which, in my opinion, jokes aside, should have been eligible for Oscars. Definitely should have been eligible for Oscars. But anyway, West Side Story, if these were the Mary Academy Awards, West Side Story would win, but they're not, so I think it will go to The Power of the Dog. Anyway. Next, uh, let's talk about, um, we can quickly talk about Best Actor. We have Javier Bardem for Being the Ricardos, a movie that was ridiculous. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch, a man that, I, I feel like I'm being super negative, guys. But I must say that I've never been on board with the Benedict Cumberbatch's hot train. Are you? Ask yourself right now, do you think that he's hot? Not attractive. Like, I could look at somebody and be like, okay, yeah, like, that's a attractive person. Can you guys hear my kids in the background? This is me podcasting at 3.11 p.m. I'm sorry. But they're kids. Let them be little. Anyway, Benedict Cumberbatch, not a hot person. Um, kind of looks like a, like the uh, mean kid from uh, Rocket Power, in my opinion. Um, but then we have uh, Kenneth, Br oh, nope, wrong category. Javier Bardem, Benedict Cumberbatch, Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom. Would love to see it. He's probably second runner-up to Will Smith, uh, who is King Richard, uh, nominated for King Richard. And then we have Denzel Washington for The Tragedy of Macbeth. Tragedy of Macbeth is on my watch list for this week. You could watch it on Apple TV+. Plus. Is that the name of that service, right? Apple TV+. Plus. 
anyway i need to watch it going to watch it this week um but yeah i've seen three of these movies i have not seen king richard have not seen macbeth as i just mentioned out of the three that i've seen give it to andrew garfield give it to him would love to see it would love to see it if only like Honestly, there should be a category, maybe not at the Oscars, but just in some kind of awards in general for, like, internet impact. I think no one's made such an impact on the internet as Andrew Garfield has in, like, the last year. I mean, of course, there's probably more people, but if we're talking about, like, TikTok trends, media coverage, etc., I feel like every individual song from TikTok Boom was was an individual TikTok trend at some point. My kids love to listen to the therapy song from Tick Tick Boom, but I don't call, tell them that it's called therapy because I feel like that it's it's odd. So I told them that the song is called Tick Tick Boom. So my three year old is always saying, Alexa, play Tick Tick Boom. And then he gets pissed when it's not the song that he wants. Anyway, that's a tangent. Um, give Andrew Garfield all the awards and also give him my number. I'm happily married, but you know, Alex understands. Anyway, next we have um, Best Actress. I got one um, one person wrong in this category, but the nominees are Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Honestly, I mean, we'll have a further discussion about this because Kristen Stewart deserves it too. I refuse to watch The Lost Daughter, so I don't know about that. But give it to Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. I loved that movie. And the transformation was insane. And she was so good. And I don't think that she's ever won an Oscar, right? Is it time? Is it time to give her one? Let me look. I wish I still had to guest on the show so I could say, like, riff for a second. Um, Jessica Chastain. Oscar winner? Question mark? Is that how Google works? She has not won um, an Oscar. She has been nominated multiple times. Um, three years in a row? Am I reading this correctly? Jessica Chastain? Um, but yeah, three, three nominations, no wins. Anyway, give it to her. The Eyes of Tammy Faye was really, really good. And then we have Nicole Kidman for Being the Ricardos, a bad movie. Um, but Hollywood loves movies about Hollywood. So therefore she got nominated in the spot that should have belonged to Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. I'll rant about it at the end. No, just kidding. I'm going to rant about it now. What the hell are they doing? Don't they understand that they have a dying? I mean, when I say they, it's the Academy. There's like 9,000 members in the Academy and they all vote. And then there's ranked voting and there's a jury and there's all this stuff that goes into the nominees. So it's not just like some dude who's like, "Uh, this is who's going to be nominated. I understand it's more complex than that. But if the Academy couldn't have just rallied together and said, oh, you know what would be great for us? To have Lady Gaga as a as a nominee, doing the circuit, going to our luncheons, going to our dinners, going to the the pre-party, walking our red carpet. But like House of Gucci was completely shut out. Maybe it got like a costume thing. I don't think so. And she campaigned so hard. Okay, switching gears for a second. I feel like I owe you all money for trudging through 47 minutes of this at this point. Because it is now like 9 o'clock at night. And 
I had to stop recording earlier. Babies kept crying. Whatever. Whatever. And now my rhythm has been broken. You know? What have I even talked about already? You know? Best actress. Lady Gaga didn't get it. I'm pissed. Oh, well, okay. We could talk about Kristen Stewart now. I was a little afraid that Kristen Stewart wasn't going to get it after she was shut out of the SAG Awards and the BAFTAs, which are normally like pretty clear indicators. I think that they, I was listening to a podcast and they said that no actress has won Best Actress with not, without being nominated for the SAG Award, which um, is insane because Kristen Stewart is like the front one. The front runner for best actress but I actually don't even know if she's the front runner anymore because I think Olivia Coleman might be like you know sliding in there but I would love to see Jessica Chastain get this or Case do never I mean not to discount Kristen Stewart's career life work etc but I think it's like so crazy. Not crazy. I don't even like know how to say this in a way that doesn't sound like patronizing to Kristen Stewart because she is a great actress. But after watching Robert Pattinson take the wildest roles for the last like couple years where he's just like jerking off in a lighthouse or whatever. Sorry, that was very vulgar. I shouldn't have said that that way. Yikes. Should I cut that out? No, I'm sleepy. Anyway, watching him do weird things in places such as lighthouses. It is uh crazy to me that like she's the first one from twilight to get the oscar nomination i think from the whole cast i can't think of anybody else i mean other than like rami malek if we're talking about you know his iconic role in breaking dawn part two as benjamin the man that uh bends water and fire in elements anyway congratulations to all the nominees lady gaga you're in vegas a lot i'll go find you and uh go give you a snuggle Anyway, I'm trying to think of other categories. Mike Feist didn't get a nomination for Best Supporting Actor. That was a bummer, especially because his slot probably is the one that went to J.K. Simmons. And it's like, do we really need to award J.K. Simmons again for like a mediocre role? And that's the same thing as um in the Best Supporting Actress category. That's where Katrina Balf from Outlander was supposed to be. But then they gave it to Dame Judi Dench instead and Judy Dent was in like a fourth of the movie and Katrina Balfe was in like most of the movie and definitely had like the more impactful role, you know, but then Judy Dent got it because she is who she is. I don't know. But luckily that one should be going to Ariana DeBose from West Side Story. So that's good. I think um just the last category that we have to talk about is best original song. Um, One second. Okay, sorry, I had to pull up the nominees. But the last thing that we have to talk about is Best Original Song, and it is confusing. There's a lot going on here. We have Beyonce nominated for Be Alive, her song for King Richard. Um, Although she is Beyonce, and it will be nice to see her at the show, she's probably, I I don't think that she's getting this one. Um, And then we have Somehow You Do from Diane Warren, a woman who has been nominated now in this category 13 times with a zero wins every year she finds some kind of movie this is from a movie called four good days which is a movie starring mila kunis um and it's about addiction and stuff i'm sure it's very dark i have no desire to watch it but it's uh has glenn close and mila kunis 
And uh, every year, Diane Warren just happens to find like some weird like drama or like documentary or something to write like a vaguely inspiring song, ballad type thing. And then she gets a nomination. She has never won. I think that makes her like up there on the list for like most nominations without a win. Like I think that she's close to being in the Hall of Fame for that. What what a what a way to be remembered. I mean, like definitely cooler than not being ever nominated. Um, not something to scoff at, but just interesting. Um, then we have Down to Joy by Van Morrison, who uh, normally the Oscars have everybody come to the telecast and perform, but Van Morrison is a outspoken uh, anti-vaxer, so he will not be in attendance. So, uh, so there's a lot of mess going on here. And then we have No Time to Die from Billie Eilish and uh, Phineas O'Connell, her brother, um, from the No Time to Die soundtrack. And then the, the problem with this nominee is the song was released in, I think it was 2019, like the very, very end of 2019, or maybe the first month of 2020 to kind of like hype up and build excitement about um, No Time to Die. But then No Time to Die had to be like delayed because of the pandemic, everything. So this is a song that we've had for a very long time. So then we're just going to like have Billie Eilish performing this like two-year-old song at the Oscars. But like historically, the Bond song always wins. It's kind of a surefire way to like get your EGOT is to go and write a song for a Bond movie. So I could see her winning. But then that brings us to weird nominee number five, which is... Guys, I'm going to butcher this. And I have no excuse to butcher it because, like, not only not only did I take Spanish for a few years. That sounds stupid when I say it out loud. And that's why I hesitated. But I watched this movie about three times a day in my house lately. But it's a song from Encanto. Um, Dos or, or I'm just always so busy reading the subtitles whenever the song is on. Uh, I love it. It's very pretty. The one about the the butterflies. Anyway, they nominated that one. So Disney, did you guys? Okay, I don't know if you guys all heard this. <laughs> Alex is downstairs right now in our kitchen. And I just heard him sneeze. And I am physically in my room right now. Very far away from the kitchen and a whole story up. The fact that I was able to hear that scream sneeze, and I think there's a chance that you all just heard it too, is insane. Unfathomable. Anyway, so how the Oscar nominations work for this kind of thing is you have to submit all of your um, content that you want to have screened for potential nominations, and like you want to submit it to the Academy to vote on. Um, you have to do that by like November 1st, and that's before Encanto even was released like in general, like in movie theaters. So I don't know if they like took a gamble and they had no idea that we don't talk about Bruno would be such a big hit. I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking with it, but they decided to submit that song instead of we don't talk about Bruno or surface pressure or honestly, I would be thrilled if they did the family madrigal because the the essence of the best original song category is it's not supposed to be like the end credit song. Like that's not what it's for. The best original song category is like best use of 
music written for a movie that like adds to the movie and every day every morning when I wake up and I watch Encanto with my children I'm blown away by how Lin-Manuel Miranda was able to tell the whole story like all the backstory everything that you need to know in like three minutes through this little song amazing and like obviously we don't talk about Bruno so amazing but also it's like the number one song in the world right now so I would not be shocked if there was just an entire like Encanto medley I don't think that Family Madrigal will be mentioned but I think it'll be like surface pressure which leads into we don't talk about Bruno which leads into dose I was gonna try to pronounce it but I can't and that is that's a me issue you know Anyway, so I don't know what they were thinking. Is this going to be Lin-Manuel Miranda's year? If it's not his year this year, then it will be next year. The thing is, the Oscars love a good EGOT story. And what won... I can't remember what won the year where he could have won for Moana. I believe it was La La Land, I think. Um, so that... Like, he's had the chance before, and if he doesn't win it this time, then he'll win it next time. Whatever. But long story short, those are the Oscar nominations that that matter. You know, uh, Corella, Disney's Corella got a nomination. So there's that. Um, also, Free Guy, that Ryan Reynolds movie, somehow got, like, a visual effects nomination, I think. Anyway, the world is weird. Up is down, left is right, etc. Um, anyway... I'm going to leave, leave us here. You know, I'm now uploading this podcast day late and uh, it's going to leak into my TikTok Thursday content on my Instagram, which is a bummer. Uh, but nevertheless, she persists. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to today's very chaotic um, episode of the I Just Want to Chat podcast. I'm Mary. You can find us on Instagram at, at I Just Want to Chat podcast. You can find us on TikTok at, at I Just Want to Chat podcast. And you can make your house smell good by buying a Pura air diffuser for your home. Use our code WANNACHAT for 10% off your purchase and go, that is on um, trypura.com. I butchered that entire plug just there, but am I editing this to correct it? Nope. Go to trypura.com. Use our code WANNACHAT for 10% off of your purchase and your house will smell so good. We're getting a new fragrance soon and I'm excited because although it is fun to pretend like I live in an anthropology because I, I use the anthropology candle scent, um, the volcano Capri blue one. It's fun to pretend, but also I know I'm just lying to myself. I really need, I, I don't know what I need. I was about to make a joke and then I decided that it was mean, mean to myself. Anyway, thank you for listening on that note. Goodbye. We'll see you next week. Okay. Bye.